Hey fans, welcome to today's episode of Calling All Fans. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Ah, we're excited to bring you another episode. So look, 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 look. If you're not ready, you better get ready and get your game face on. Cause the show's about to start. What is going on, fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We back again. What's up, fans? Episode four is here. Number four. Um, if you've been with us for the last three weeks and you're rejoining us, we're so glad to have you again um, for this week. Um, very exciting stuff coming for this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get into it, man. We're going to be talking about the NFL. We're going to make our top picks. Uh, sorry that we did not get to make our picks for last week. Uh, we did it, and then our audio messed up. And so we hope um, we hope we're going to get to um, get you our picks this week. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Lakers and the Nuggets. Uh, I feel like that series is kind of. It's kind of up in the air a little bit, but um, I kind of think I feel like I know who's going to win. Um, and then the the Heat and the Celtics, I kind of firmly believe. I am like 98% sure I know exactly who's going to win that series. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm right there with you, man. Um, uh, it may have been a blessing in disguise that the audio cut out on our picks last week for the NFL <laughs> because um, I was off on quite a few of them, actually. Um, I think I went with my heart too many times over mm, my head, mm. uh, which is fine. I mean, it happens, you know. But, I also think, you know, I, I know for me, I didn't account for not a preseason. So I think some of the teams that I picked, I'm like, yeah, they should beat them. And it's like, <laughs> mm, but they haven't been playing together for a while. Lord. Yeah, that is true. You know, so that's, that's a good point. I think too. I'm going to be better this week. I'm going to be better this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's week two. We got a good, a better, a, I almost said gooder. We have a better gauge of uh, the teams and what they have to offer um, coming into this week. So I, I think we'll be a little, I think we'll be a lot better, actually. I'm not going to say a little better. I, I have faith in us. Um, and then, yeah, Lakers, Nuggets, Celtics, Heat. I'm I'm 95% sure on Lakers, Nuggets, and I'm like 99% sure on Heat, Celtics. So, Come on, let's do it. We'll, uh, let's um, get into it. The NFL picks, we're just going to go week by week, or, or game by game, not week by week, sorry. Who who you like, Cincinnati, Cleveland? No, that I'll game play, already play. happened. They, they, okay, played, they, like, they played on Thursday. They played on Thursday. No, no, no. You uh, know I'm what, just, though? Just, <laughs> <laughs> but that game, was, that game was pretty good. I think the Browns may have figured out the formula. Maybe. Um, Give their two all-star, not all-star, I guess, uh, all-pro running backs the ball. Yeah. And stop letting Baker Mayfield throw Throw the ball all the time. 60 (laughs) passes. I think he threw the ball 22 times or 23. He completed, I think, 16 16 passes out of the 22 or 23 times. And I think that's, that's the formula right there. Yeah. I mean. Let him throw some dimes. Yeah. But don't let him throw 60 to where he's trying to muscle it all by yourself. When you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the back, I think yeah. handing the ball off to Nick Chubb, handing it off to Kareem Hunt was great. I still think they need to either trade Odell Beckham or get him involved more. You can't just have that talent. And not use it. And yeah, not use I'm it. So, you. like, either 
him involved um, or trade him away for some assets, man. Get some assets. Like if you want to do this more team oriented instead of star oriented, that's fine. But get some assets. Don't just let this man sit and get four catches for 79 yards. Like, he's better than that. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we'll take him in Philly. I'll tell you that. Send him in Philly. We'll take him. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of our receivers in Dallas, so. Yeah. That receiver room's I mean, already crowded, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say. If you wanted to compare, if you wanted to pair Amari Cooper and Odell, I, I wouldn't mind trading C.D. Lamb. Oh. Uh, or Michael Gallup. That's a hot take. Odell? I hot wouldn't take. mind. I'm for Odell and uh, Amari Cooper to be side by side. Well, not side by side, but both on the field. Yeah. You have Dak throw to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I'm with it. Anyway. Uh, I, I want him in Philly. That way we ain't got to deal with the two-headed monster. But, you know, whatever. Um, there you go. So, yeah, we'll just kick it off. Speaking of, of Odell and, and trades and all this stuff. Kicking it straight off with his old team, the New York Giants, going up against the okay. Chicago Bears. It is in Chicago. So um, do with that information what you will. Uh, don't let that – maybe that will sway your pick one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. For me, in Chicago, I think their defense is, is just lights out so far this year. Uh, obviously, it's been one week. But they played, they played pretty good last week. Um, Mitch Trubisky looked – about as good as we're ever going to see him look. So if he can be half of what he was last week, I, I think Chicago will, will win it comfortably. Ooh, I disagree. I think Minister Trubisky needs to be as good. Oh. Because the Giants, they don't really have the best secondary. But if you watch the Giants play the Steelers, they tried to keep up. You know, like I think they were just outmatched and Danny Dimes is trying to get his feet under the boat. Saquon Barkley, Danny Dimes, I think I think the Bears are gonna have to come with it. Um I think I think the Bears win it. Uh I'm gonna say 24-20. Uh Danny Dimes uh, you know, tries to win it on the last play and uh they don't get it done. But um I think the Bears are gonna have to come with it because they almost lost to the Lions. They did. Yeah, they did. They yeah. The, they they came back and then I think the receiver, if I'm remembering the right game, dropped a pass mm-hmm. that Matthew Stafford yep. delivered. Yeah, that would have been a touchdown. So I, yeah. I'm not as high on the. I do love their defense, but um, yeah, yeah. I so think I think they could easily you. lose that game, especially oh, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. He already had a good game too. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, if and if it was in New York, so if it was if it was at the Giants, if it wasn't at Soldier Field, I think I would pick the Giants. But because it's at Soldier Field, and even though like there's not gonna be fans there and and that kind of stuff, like I don't know, Chicago just kind of gets a lift from being in Chicago, if that makes sense. Like they just play better in Chicago. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Swift, that was a huge drop last week. Hopefully, he can put it behind him. Um, he's gonna be great, I think. Um, if he can get over that one, that one bad play, I think he'll be fine uh, for this year. Um, oh man, this next one is really intriguing to me. Um, it, it's Atlanta at Dallas. So okay, same thing. It's in Arlington. I'm gonna let you kick this one off since the Cowboys are your team. Um, but yeah, Atlanta at Dallas. Who you like? All heart. I'm going with Dallas. <laughs> no head. No analysis. I need my Cowboys. <laughs> 
to go ahead and do some work. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. There's no analysis here. I okay. can go into how Zeke, if he gets the ball 20 times when the Cowboys hand the ball off 20 times or more to Zeke, they normally win, blah, 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 blah. No, Cowboys, go get a win. You know, this is here's the thing. They should have won last week, and I'm not talking about the P.I. call. I'm talking about how they were clearly better, and they play beneath their potential all the time. And I'm like, Mike McCarthy, you were brought here to not allow them to play beneath their potential. So I think um, they got to rectify that and quick. So beat them. Beat them bad, 45-3. Come on. Let's 45 no, to just, three? I'm Woo! just playing. <laughs> no. All um, right. I will say, though, I do think the Cowboys are going to put up some points. So I think the Cowboys have scored 34. Uh, Julio Jones has let me down in the past, but he has not let me down. He has not played bad against my Cowboys. I remember a couple of Thanksgivings ago, they played the Falcons, and the Falcons beat them. Uh, and Julio Jones, you know, had a monster day. So I'm picking the Cowboys 34-28. Let's get it done. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, a little bit about the Cowboys. If if Leighton Vander Esch was playing and um, Jarwin, the Cowboys tight end. Yeah, I don't care two... about the injuries. I know we got some very significant <laughs> injuries, but that doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, but if those two were playing, I would actually like the Cowboys a lot more in this matchup um, because Leighton Vander is just such – he's such a big piece of their run defense. Um, and, and Jarwin, Dak is really good at throwing the tight ends, so um, I like that. But, um, yeah, man, just – I'm taking Atlanta and, and, you know, two words, Julio Jones. I mean – nope. That's it, Julio. They just need to hand the ball to Zeke Julio five times. I mean, I can give you, I can give you two more words, Calvin Ridley. If you want two more, Todd Gurley. I mean, we could just keep going down the list. They got weapons for days. So taking the Falcons, <laughs> taking the Falcons twenty. I'm gonna say twenty four twenty one. I think I think it'll be a late field goal. Julio Jones is gonna make a great play to get them into field goal range, um, and then they're they're gonna kick a field goal and get the win there. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. I like Atlanta. You like Dallas. That's that's great. Uh, I like when we're on opposite sides. Uh, all right, Detroit and Green Bay. Um, this one's easy for me. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, still Green really Bay. good. <laughs> Even though here's here's what I will say. I think it's going to be closer because mm-hmm. I do really like what I saw from Detroit, and I'm just believing uh, Detroit was only as bad as they were last year because Matthew Stafford got hurt. So I think he got hurt last year. I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just go did. with it. And if uh, we're both wrong, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, and so I think it'll be tougher. It's a divisional opponent, mm-hmm. so that's always tough games. So I don't think they're going to win it easy, but I do. I'm with you. I think Green yeah. Bay wins it. Yeah, I, I think I think the Packers help themselves, but kind of um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh took a shot at the rest of the league by drafting Jordan Love and basically telling Aaron Rodgers, hey, you're out the door soon, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show them why that's a bad idea. I hope year. so. I, I think he's on a mission this year. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, hopefully he shows up for your fantasy team, unless you're playing me, and then I hope he doesn't. Um, uh, next game, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. I, Tennessee, yeah. yep. 
Derrick Henry's a freight train. Yep. And, and Ryan even though uh, <laughs> A.J. Brown is out, uh, and that's a big piece of their game, Jaguars got their uh, they got their surprise win last week. Mm. Uh, I don't – you know, they won last week. We, You know, they played the Colts, and they came back. Gardner Minshew did some things. Uh, and D.D., you know, it's, if it's you listen to this, so. sorry, man, we're not picking your team, brother. I just if he was healthy, I'd pick him. You know what I'm saying? If he was healthy, I'd pick him. But he's hurt, so I can't. So yeah, I'm going with uh, Tennessee. Same all the way. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Vikings at the Colts. This one's intriguing. What do you? Who you like? Yeah, it is. I think the Vikings put up. They they performed better against Green Bay than I thought they would. Um, and I think the Colts need a win. So this one's gonna be tough. But I say, I'm gonna say. I'm going to bet on Phillip Rivers doing the same thing he always does and starting out slow and trying to come on strong to make the playoffs. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Vikings with the Colts going 0-2 to start the season. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings in like a – I'm going to say a 24-21 matchup. Wow. Um, I'm actually right there with you. Score, pick, everything. Um, The only difference is the reasoning. I actually have more faith and Kirk Cousins to not throw a game-ending interception than I do in Phillip Rivers. That is fair. That's why. I would I would say that. <laughs> yes. And they got Dalvin Cook, yeah. uh, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen went off, I think, last week. He uh, he played really well. And their, so, their rookie played really well. Um, and Justin Jefferson, he played really well. Yeah, so, I mean, look, look, they – I like Minnesota in this one. Um, the Colts will make it interesting. It will be a good game. But I think ultimately – is Vikings um, there. Yeah. So, divisional round, AFC East, um, divisional matchup, Buffalo versus the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to let you kick this one off because I'm all emotion about this one, so I'm going to let you go and be logical. Bruh, last week our emotions made us pick wrong. Ryan fixed magic, man. He only scored 11 points. <laughs> so, this week I'm not going on emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills. I think um, they won last week, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they played the Jets. They put up. They put up a good amount of points. I think Josh Allen. Josh Allen in his third year, or is it fourth year? Third year, I think. Uh, I think yeah, he's gonna. He's settling in. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, and yeah. Okay. Not the Dolphins. I'm uh I'm taking the Dolphins. Fitz Magic time. He's Bro. Here's, here's the thing. Well, hold on, because here's the thing. If we look at his trends, one game he gives you, he's just bad. It's just it's bad, Fitzpatrick. You get six picks, no interceptions or no touchdowns. Sorry. The next game you get six touchdowns, no picks. So I'm banking on six touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> That's what I'm here's banking on that side of Fitz Magic to show up this week. Our friend C.J. Hopper says. When you don't believe in him, that's when he shows up. And I don't believe this week is going to be uh, Fist Magic time. So it may be. But I also know the Buffalo Bills has a tough defense. So They do. Uh, they do. But Fist Magic usually plays good against the tougher defenses. So we'll see what happens, right. man. We'll see, see what see. happens. Hopefully we don't get um, Six Patrick this week. Hopefully we get <laughs> we get good. We get Fitz Magic this week, hopefully. But, yeah, I like the Dolphins. Um, and, a, and a close one, I think. I think it will end up – uh, 35, 28. I think it'll be close. Pretty high scoring. Um, all that stuff. So yeah, I don't think it'll be close. 
I That's think it'll fair. be like 28-14. Oh. Okay, okay. Not bad. Pretty low scoring. I like it. Um, San Fran and the Jets. San Francisco. Um, San Francisco need to win. <laughs> I'm taking San Francisco because they're better. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, they're better, but also they need to win. Yeah. They it, lost last week to the divisional opponent. They probably they, mad. Yeah, they lost to the Cardinals. So. Mm, but no George Kittle. No George Kittle. You are mm. correct. You are but correct. it's the Jets. So yeah, exactly. Really exactly. And the Jets are without Le'Veon, so I don't know how much that hurts or helps them. I don't really know. Le'Veon hasn't been great with the Jets. He He's not been – Pittsburgh Le'Veon, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, both of us like San Fran. I actually don't think it'll be close at all. I think it's gonna be thirty-five to seven. Do they um, pull Sam Darnold? Um, yeah. Or do they fire Adam Gates? Which one? I, th- I think I. Mm, mm, that's a good question. I think Adam Gates is on the hot seat, but I think they'll give him more than two weeks to figure it out. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think. I think. But I'm just saying, like. If it's that bad, thirty-five to seven, <laughs> yeah, somebody gonna get a talking to. <laughs> I think they'll give him week three, and then if it's bad week three, they'll they'll cut him. All right, cool. So, um, next game, the Rams versus the Eagles. Man, y'all you need it, brother. I know, but I'm gonna let you go. I don't. <sighs> Here's the thing: y'all still dealing with injuries early. So and many. I've injuries. seen. Uh, I've seen the Eagles make a comeback. So actually, I'm not worried about them starting zero and two. Uh, it actually kind of makes me a little bit afraid because they're gonna be on a mission, uh, and my Cowboys never seem to be on a mission. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, they got a tough run defense, and yeah, Eagles are dealing with injuries. I think the Eagles make it close, but they don't come through because, again, just those old injuries are gonna—they're gonna—they're not gonna have enough punch, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles because it's in Philly, um, so I'm taking them. We're getting we're getting Miles Sanders back. That was a big piece we didn't have last week. Um, our O-line is a little – it's still banged up. I, I'm calling it a patchwork O-line, but they have now have a game together. Um, they're going to have another full week of practice together. Um, so, so yeah, I like them. I don't think Carson Wentz will be sacked as many times as he was last week. Washington's front, you know, their D-line is better than I gave them credit for. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll play better. I think Miles Sanders being back is going to be a big a big lift. Uh, our defense didn't look bad last week. It didn't look great, but it didn't look bad. So it's kind of the middle of the road like it's been the past couple of years anyways. Um, but, yeah, I like Philly. I think I think Doug is going to figure it out this week, figure out how to protect Carson, get the ball out of his hands quicker to our speed guys. Um, yeah, so I think, I think he'll have a game plan. I do think we're going to have to win it um, with a late field goal. I think it'll be a 47-yarder to win the game. Um, and I, okay. I, I think, man, I actually think it's going to be a really high scoring game. And I, I, I like the Eagles. Um, uh, I'm going to say 41, 38. Hmm. I say 2017, 2017. Hey, I'm not mad at that either. Um, but yeah, you know, we need it. Got to keep pace, um, with Washington of all teams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, they're the only team that got a win in our division last week. <laughs> Yep, um, that is true. All right, who you like? Broncos versus the Steelers. 
Steelers. Okay. Next yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like that. <laughs> no, um, man, no Von Miller, man. Um, Drew Locke is, you know, not the second coming of Peyton Manning. Uh, he looked pretty good, though. But, yes, it's the, right. it's the Steelers. And they don't have uh, uh, Lindsey. Uh, you know, they're starting running back. So I just, yeah, yeah I, I think the Broncos are trying to, you know, make it through COVID, COVID season. They're just trying to make it through, I think. Uh, and yeah, okay. I don't expect much for them. And the Steelers look good. I think the Steelers are on a mission. Big Ben trying to prove that he still is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Juju Smith Sluster had a terrible year last year. So he's trying to prove probably Antonio Brown wrong. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I think uh, I think they're coming out and uh, they're going to be on fire. And I think they're going to – I think, truth be told, I haven't looked at the schedule. But if I had to guess, depending on if they play Kansas City or the Ravens or anything, I would say I think Pittsburgh may start out 5-0. and But we'll see. That's fair. Uh, That's I think fair. Pittsburgh's on a mission. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Pittsburgh. They're, they're just better. Um, their roster's better. That's – no explanation needed. They're better. Um, yeah. Uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay. This one's interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting to me because Tampa looked bad last week. They did. Looked very, very bad. And Carolina didn't. <laughs> they actually looked pretty good, albeit against the Raiders. And they still lost. And they lost. That was the bad part. You know. Uh, so in this one, I'm actually going to take um, – as bad as they looked last week, I'm gonna take Tampa. Um, I think I think Brady and Arians will figure it out. That feels weird to say, but I think they'll figure it out. I do. I agree. I think um, as long as Mike Evans is playing, which he may not be, he went out with a hamstring injury. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, the two tight ends. Yeah, I think they'll figure it out, and I think they're gonna be on the same page and. They're gonna. They're gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna win a tough one. I think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be the blowout uh, because I think the Panthers are gonna be a good team, and I think they're gonna start out kind of. You know, they're in that same division, so they're gonna start out 0-2, but they're gonna make it interesting coming down the stretch. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, things like. That. But yeah. I think Buccaneers get this one. Yeah, and I think Tampa Bay is gonna use Leonard Fournette a little bit more this week, so. Um, I think that he will help in the gruelingness of what this game is going to be. A, a, a clock management, time struggle, defensive fight kind of thing. I think Leonard Fournette will help out in that way for Tampa. Um, Washington football team versus the at the Cardinals. Uh, I actually, as bad as I don't want to, I actually like Washington. I think Kyler Murray is okay. going to be running for his life. Pretty much all day, um, because of that that defensive line, they are really they're just a lot better than I thought they would be. Okay, and for the sake of argument, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Hey, there you uh, go. <laughs> I don't know much about the Washington football team, um, and I saw a little bit of the Cardinals game, um, and I know D Hop went off. I think Washington's going to try and shut that down a little bit, but I still think instead of 14, he's probably going to have eight for 100. I think I think Kyler Murray is going to they're going to come after him, which is going to make them make him use his legs. But the only problem is he's elusive. I don't think they're going to get him uh, very much. So I think using his legs is going to work. Uh, yeah, and I think 
Sneaky Larry Fitzgerald will have a, a good game too okay. um, because people are going to be keying on D-Hop. So I think I'm going to pick the Cardinals something like 24-17. Yeah, that's actually my score too, um, just the opposite direction. I got Washington winning it by seven. Um, Kansas City versus Chargers, Chiefs, easy. They're better. They have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Yeah, not much. I'm saying, I'm thinking like, and now the Chargers do have a good defense. So I was, I just remembered, I was gonna put like a 40 burger on them, but I'll, I'll, I'll wind it back to about 28. Um, the Chiefs are gonna score 28, and who cares what the Chargers will score because it it won't be enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm going 35 10. Um, 35 10. I'll go, I'll go 28 13. Yeah. Okay. I like, I, yeah, I just, the Chargers have a rookie quarterback. So, well, they have Tyrod, but I mean, yeah. You know, anyway. It's not Kansas City. Yeah. It's, it's Casey. Uh, Baltimore versus Houston. This one's intriguing, but I'm taking Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. Yeah. The, that Houston defense can't do enough, and that Houston offense haven't figured it out yet. They haven't. Um, <laughs> And so the problem is the way Houston plays, the longer you allow them to stay around, the more likely they're going to beat you. The son Watson is 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 clutch, Mm -hmm. you know, so the longer you let them stay around, the longer, you know, the greater chance they'll beat you. But the Ravens aren't going to let them stay around because the because the Texans can't stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like they they don't. They're just defense. They're struggling. Um and yeah, I think yeah, I think Lamar Jackson. Who made the Texans schedule? First of all, why in the world do you start them out with Kansas City and then the Ravens? You know, I don't know who hates Texans. I, I don't either, but apparently, the, apparently the NFL does. <laughs> um, all right. So the last game of the night oh, for Sunday. Do you want to pick the score? Oh yeah. Um, man. Man, man, I'm thinking like 34-14, man. Oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna go a little bit closer than that. I'm gonna go 35-17. Uh, very I'm little bit. 34-21. 34-21. I think they'll get a garbage touchdown at the end. 34-21. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. uh, last game of the night, the primetime game on Sunday. You got the Patriots versus the Seahawks. Um, I'm taking Seattle because Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have been together for so long. Their defense mm-hmm. has looked pretty good. Bobby Wagner's still there. They have Jamal Adams. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have been together too long. I think Belichick and Cam are still figuring out their relationship a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I like the Seahawks 35-21. Yeah, I like the Seahawks too. Um, I'd say 28-17. Um yeah, here's the thing. People people raved about how well that looked last week from the Patriots, um, but they only scored 21 points and they beat the Dolphins. So I'm I'm telling everybody, slow your roll here. Um, Cam Newton is not going to be the MVP, or maybe he will be. I don't know, but just like just slow your roll, and I think they're going to come back down to earth. I think they're going to get a loss, but I do think the Patriots will be a, like a long eleven win team because oh, yeah. uh, it's Bill Belichick, you know, yeah. and Cam Newton. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I think I think the Patriots will have eleven wins. Um, I actually think this is the year Russell Wilson gets his first MVP, and I really hope it is because the man needs one. He's he's been so good for so long. 
Um, he just he needs one. So, yeah, but I don't think this is the week for the Patriots. Sorry, New England. Um, yeah, I think y'all y'all take a, a L this week. Um, and then the Monday night game, New Orleans versus the Raiders. I'm taking the – well, ooh, the Saints are without Michael Thomas. So that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That is a very big deal. Um, that being said, it's in Las Vegas. The Raiders look pretty good last week, albeit against – Carolina, who was figuring it out, and you know their offense looked good, but their defense didn't look great, and the the Saints just know how to put up points. So I, I'm still I'm still gonna take the Saints. I just don't think it'll be the blowout that everyone's assuming it will be. I'm taking the Raiders, man. Mm. Yep, I think the Raiders are gonna have everybody talking about are they Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> After week two. Oh, man. Uh, so maybe that's the only reason I'm picking it, but I can see the storylines now. Are the Raiders Super Bowl contenders? Have John Gruden and Derek Carr figured it out? Um, you know, so yeah. I, uh, I think they're going to win, actually. I think the Saints played a bad game last week. Uh, <laughs> they were going into the fourth. It was like 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, and total offensive yards was like 220. Yeah. And I think the Tampa Bay had 215 or something like that. Yeah. So they weren't that great. I think a pick six by Tom Brady helps you win the score. Uh, so I, I would say I think the Raiders are going to, are going to play well. And I think they'll win something along the lines of, uh, I'm going to say something weird, like 26, um, to, uh, 23. Hmm. That is an interesting yeah. scoreline. Um, hey, I'm not mad at it though. I'm not, I'm 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 gonna go. I think it's gonna be really close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna also pick a weird score just because I think it'd be fun if we pick one weird score a week. I think that'd be a good thing. Um, so I'm gonna pick a weird score too. I'm gonna go 1917. I think I think someone okay. gets gets a safety. Ooh, I, I think someone will get a safety. So 1917. 1917. Saints. 2623 Raiders. Hey, we'll take it, man. We will take it. Um, so yeah, so those are our picks. Um when you when you when you listen to us, let us know if you disagree. If you agree, um, let us know if you're like, man, I can't believe you picked that team over this team. What were you thinking about? Let us know. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, let's let's go from the NFL. Oh, do you want to do your spotlight game for week three? Yes, so the game that I'm spotlighting this week, um, because it's such an intriguing matchup to me, is uh, is actually Washington and Arizona. Why do I say that? Kyler Murray is electric. He's very athletic. He's very mobile. Their receiving core um, is quietly one of the better receiving cores in the league. Christian Kirk is an absolute playmaker. They have D-Hop. No... No analysis needed. We all know who DeAndre Hopkins is. Larry Fitzgerald is arguably um, has arguably been the greatest receiver of the, since 2000. Arguably, you can make a case for him. The man is great. Kenyon Drake is really explosive. Um, versus that Washington defense, that that I'm telling you, that defensive line looks really, really, really good. They look really dangerous. So I think that's going to be the matchup. I don't think it's O line versus D line. I think it's Kyler Murray. Versus that defensive front, can he create enough space, buy enough time to get the ball out to his playmakers? Um, so that's my spotlight game this week, Washington versus Arizona. Um, I think that's going to end up being uh, one of the better games this week. 
And so that's the one I like. You got Chase Young, number two overall pick, going against Kyler Murray, who was last year's number one overall pick. I just I, I just like the matchup. I think it's going to be fun. Come on. I like it. All right. So, yeah. And then, yeah, so we'll transition uh, to the NBA. Man, these Nuggets, talk to me about them, man. You were with them the whole here's, time. Talk to me about them. Here's the thing. I, first of all, just hate that Chris Stapps, and I'll say it, I'll say it again. I hate that Chris Stapps got ejected and got hurt, man, because we could have been playing the Nuggets. Because the Clippers had nobody to guard Chris Stapps, and they had nobody to guard Jokic. And people will be like, wait, Jamal Murray is the one that bounced them. They, he dropped 40 in game seven. And I think that was, I think that was great. Anytime you can get a player to drop 40, you're doing good. <laughs> but Jokic had, and I'm going to mess these numbers up a little bit, but he had a triple-double with 19 points, 22 rebounds, and I think about 15 assists. Uh, we can fact-check that later. But And Jokic jumps maybe three inches off the ground. How does man get 22 rebounds? Because there's <laughs> nobody on the team that can guard him. So that's what the mismatch was. And so therefore, now that you play the Lakers, who have Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, these guys are going to be able to frustrate Jokic. Um, and so I think that's going to be the thing. I also believe when you can put Catavius Caldwell Pope, when you can put Danny Green, and when you can put even LeBron James if needed on Jamal Murray, I think when you can neutralize those two guys and then say, hey, rest of the team, beat us. <laughs> I think um, you're in good comp- or you're in good shape. So I think the Lakers in six, because I believe Mike Malone is actually a good coach. I've seen it twice now. He's come back from 3-1, so he knows how to make adjustments. The The Nuggets weren't just a great team losing games and saying, watch this. They were getting beat, and Mike Malone made adjustments uh, along with his players being awesome. And so I think Mike Malone will make adjustments. I think the Nuggets will get two. But I think the, the Lakers will ultimately, uh, if everybody stays healthy, would ultimately take this in six. And... Yeah, that's my that's my take on this. I think the I think Jamal Murray uh will will not give us another forty point plus game. Uh not because he's not good enough or anything like that. I think we've seen the last of the forty point games though, because I think when he gets cooking, uh Frank Vogel's gonna be like, Hey Bron, I need you to shut that down. Or hey Danny Green, I need you to shut that shut that down. You know, so I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so just real quick, uh, Jokic's stats for that, that game seven um, where they absolutely dismantled the Clippers, beat them by 15 points. Jokic had 16 points, 13 assists, 22 rebounds. That's crazy. Okay, so he had 13 assists, mm-hmm. 22 rebounds. Yes. Um, he had 19 defensive rebounds. I don't know why that. why I need to tell you that. That's just really impressive to me. 19 of Crazy. Because his vertical, like you said, is like two inches. Um, and that's not a shot at Jokic. He's a great player. He just doesn't he's, jump very yeah, high. He's and that's super okay. skilled. I said a man barely dunk, and he's like 6'10 or something. Yeah, I don't know how tall he is. He's pretty tall. Um, so, yeah, to the Lakers, 
here's the thing. I, man, I want so badly to be able to disagree with you <laughs> about everything you said. I want to be able to say, no, Jamal Murray is going to cook whoever they put on him, and Jokic is going to be great, and it's going to be star versus star, and then it's going to be whose role players are better, and blah, 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 blah. Problem is I can't um, because Jamal Murray is great. I just don't think he's there yet. I think I don't think he's, to quote one of my favorite shows of all time, I don't think he's in his final form yet. Um, nice. I think he still has a little bit. I still think he still has a little bit of maturing into his game, if that makes sense. Like maturity level, he's a very mature guy, very mature player. But I think he's still growing into his game. I don't think he's reached that that pinnacle of where we're going to look at this guy and say, "Wow." wow, this guy here can change yeah. the game completely. You know, I, I don't think he's reached that point just yet, but I think he, he's close. Here's the thing. Yes, I agree with you. I was going to disagree with you, and then I thought about it. I do, I do agree with you. Uh, when Jamal Murray can average uh, consistently, like, 27 points a game, I think Denver will be the scariest team. Yes. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it while they have this current team intact. Uh, that's because Jamal Murray, what happens is Jamal Murray will get 40 and then he will get like 15 mm-hmm. or, or 21 or something like that. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. If I, I would rather Jamal Murray cook everybody for 28 points each night, yeah, <laughs> even without him getting 40. But if I can consistently count on you to get me 25 to 28 and Jokic 25 to 28, then we got something. But I don't think they're there yet. I think, yeah, I'm with you. I think his maturity level needs to, uh, in his game, I think he's still young. Yeah. Which is scary. Very scary. Because I think of it, which, okay, I am not in no way, shape, or form am I saying that Jamal Murray is the second coming of LeBron James or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. So LeBron fans, don't, 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 don't tune out right here. But when LeBron James came into the league, we saw this man be very dominant. But how many people realistically are going to look at LeBron James in his first five years and then look at him in the last five years and say his game is exactly the same? Or, you know, he hasn't added certain things to his game since those first five years when we saw him be great. He's been great his whole career, right? And I've been the biggest LeBron James critic, and I will admit to you, the man has been great his entire career. But if you are going to sit here and tell me that LeBron plays exactly the same right now, as he did when he first came in the league, or for, even for those first five years, you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're just you're wrong. And I think that's what we're seeing with Jamal Murray. I think we're seeing him learn the NBA game a lot more. I think we're seeing him learn his game a lot more, and he's adapting his game to fit the NBA game, and also saying like taking the NBA game and kind of adapting it to fit his game. And I think we're in the process of that. But I think when he comes out on that back end the Nuggets are going to be very, 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 very scary. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be great. Jokic, we already know what you get with Jokic, okay? He's the best center in the league right now, in my opinion. He's the most skilled center in the league. If I had to build a team around a big man, I'm picking him. And there's a lot of people that say AD or Joel Embiid. No, for me, it's Jokic because he can do a little bit of everything. Um, But I... They're going to be really scary. I think if they can go and get just a couple more bench pieces, 
um, I think I think they'll be really, 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 really scary. For they're still super young, years. and their bench pieces uh, are super young as well. Yes, so they are. I'm not worried about them, man. I'm not either. I just think if you can go get like a veteran to come off the bench with those guys. So think what the Heat did with Iguodala, right? They went and got him and said, "Hey, we need some, we need some championship uh, heritage there, some championship um, experience here to to kind of mentor our young guys." They brought him in, and I mean, you see what the Heat have done in the bubble and in the playoffs. Um, they've only lost one game so far in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm like, if the Nuggets can do that, if they can go out and get a guy, um, just someone that can show those bench guys, hey, love your role, man. I think, I think we'll see the Nuggets kind of elevate themselves after LeBron and AD. After LeBron retires, I'll say that after LeBron retires, I think we'll see the Nuggets elevate themselves to. Probably the best team in the West, honestly. Man, LeBron ain't retiring anytime soon. He's not, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I and we'll we'll get off this right now. But what what would you think? Montreal's Harold is a free agent. What if he went to Denver? I like it. 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 All right, Heat Celtics. I don't even got to tell you. It's the Heat for me, man. Uh, I think uh, I think they're gonna mess around win game three. I think I originally picked the Heat in six. I'm picking them at five. Um, I think they're gonna Heat. I think the Heat gonna win game three. Celtics to win game four. Um, and then talk about how they just gotta fight, 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 and then they'll lose game five. I think the Heat is just too much. Um, and I really think it's getting to the Celtics. The fact that they're in these games, uh, like the first game, they only lost by three. The second game, I think they lost by five. Like they're in these games and they had Jalen Brown had a wide open three late and he just missed it in game two to tie the game. Uh, and the Celtics, they won in overtime. Uh, they, uh, they lost in overtime to the Heat in the first game. But here's what I'm telling you. They're right there and the Heat snatch it from them every single time. And I think game three, is going to show they're not going to snatch it from them late. They're going to snatch it from them early. Mm. The Heat are going to beat them by like 15 in game three. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I also have the Heat in five. Surprise, surprise. That's my team. Um, so I have them in five as well. I actually have it the opposite. I think they lose game three tonight um, by, by close margin. I think it'll be close. I think Jason Tatum will uh, get fouled late. And, and hit some hit some free throws, and the Heat will lose by five, whatever. But then games four and five, I think the Heat, we're going to see the Heat kind of impose their will. Um, I think we're going to see the Heat metaphorically put their foot um, on the on on the Celtics' throat and just not let off, and and just show the Celtics, hey, we are we're better than you. Um, y'all are too young. You're not there yet. If this was next year, though, I would say, okay, this is a problem for the Heat. They should. They need to go ahead and end this quickly. But because this is this year, um, and Jimmy Butler's grit has rubbed off on everybody else wearing a Miami jersey, I, I like the Heat and five, man. Yep. So the Heat and five for me too, man. So yeah, I think, and I think tonight is going to be a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I, I wouldn't hate that. You know, if the Heat if the Heat blow out the Celtics, I actually wouldn't hate that. I would. I would be okay so, with that. So early analysis, and this needs this will be real quick. This will be real quick. Early analysis: Lakers Heat um, in the finals. I think that's what we're both leaning towards. Mm-hmm. I would say 
Uh, I'm going to go Lakers uh, because I think grit can only take you so far, and I think LeBron James and Anthony Davis' talent is just too much. But do I, I think I think the Lakers will win it also in uh, six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it would go seven. Okay. Um, but I think we're going to get some really good games in the finals, and I'm actually really excited. Hey, yeah, so just really quick, looking forward to it. If, if it's Lakers heat, um, I'm actually – this is all heart, no head. Um, he in seven because Jimmy Butler is 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 a good. He he loves playing against LeBron because it pushes him to that next level. Um, Bam Adebayo is, I mean, he's on another level right now. So I think him and AD is a good matchup. And then if I'm being honest, I like our role players better than I like the Lakers role players. I like Goran Dragic better than I like Kuzma. I like Duncan Robinson more than I like Caruso or Danny Green, if you will, because they they play similar. You know. Yeah, um, I I, you know, so I say that I could see it going it's either just, way, man. Yeah, the the it's just that the Lakers' two top talented players are just that much more above. I feel like everybody else, but I agree. I will. I want Froggy Fresh to come out with Jimmy Butler's "Your Father" round two, <laughs> bro. Shout that's out. gonna be awesome. Shout out, Fro- Froggy. shout out, to Froggy. Fresh, shout out, Froggy man. Fresh. If you if you've never Ooh. listened to his videos, look him up on YouTube. Um, yeah, it man, but yeah, I'd love to see it. But yeah, I, I I like the Heat and seven if they play the Lakers. That's all heart, no head. Um, the X factor in that series for me would be Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. he's my he's my X factor for the final mm-hmm. for the Heat. If he if he brother. plays good, if he plays good, the Heat will win the series. If he doesn't, they'll lose in seven. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, all right. That's quick. I think if there was an X factor, an unexpected person, it'd be Andre Iguodala, who's already seen LeBron and has gotten Finals MVP because of guarding LeBron and but, has bought a vacation home in LeBron's mind. <laughs> yep. But all right, let's. We're gonna transition yeah, yeah, to yeah. our uh, to our segment. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Yeah, so all right, this week, man, AT, I'm curious, man. What is on your mind this week? Okay. Um on this week, what's on my mind? Um I would say it's been it's been interesting, man. Um I we talked about at the beginning when we first started this what we hope for for the podcast and we said we were going to talk about real things that were happening uh around the world and um yeah I just wanted to I've been thinking about how players have been standing up for social uh against standing up against social injustice police reform to um to the end you know ending racism and all this stuff um now i don't think you can end racism with laws um but i do uh agree that the justice system is set up uh against black people um and so i would i i would say i'm so glad that these high profile people aren't they're not i think what i'm most proud of is that they aren't 
just saying, hey, something needs to happen, and then they don't say anything else about it. They're continuing to say things. They're continuing to fight. When when Jacob Blake was shot, the Milwaukee Bucks protested, and George Hill said something. He said, I'm expected as an athlete to perform at a high level, and I just want our government and uh, our government and our police department and all those things, I expect them to perform at a high level as well. And I thought that was really awesome because sometimes people, they say, they say these things like, oh, well, you know, they're only human or, you know, what about the policemen's lives too, you know, and, and just things like that. But I, I think when you see the significant difference of how black people are treated um, to white people, uh, in this nation by police officers or by the government, I think it's not fair and I don't think it's right. But I also think I'm so glad for these athletes um, and other people around the world. But this, since this is a sports podcast, what's on my mind is the athletes that are standing up. And they're not, they're not just like being like, yeah, this is a PR stunt. This is I'm continuing to fight this fight until we see lasting change and that's really what's on my mind today okay yeah uh i like it man i'm with you um i will i will say i i appreciate how they're doing it right so they're doing it like pre-game they're doing it like post-game they're not like in in the middle of the game when when it, so for basketball example when it's basketball time they are locked in on basketball but then when they walk off the court now it's okay. I'm gonna fight this fight right now in my free time. They could use their free time to do whatever they want. They could literally just go back to their rooms, bury their heads in the sand, and not pay attention to any of this stuff. They're not doing that. So I love how they're going about it. They're not doing anything to take away from the sport that they're playing, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, uh, hockey, whatever sport you want to talk about. They're not doing anything to take away from the heart of the game or the love of the game or, or the entertainment of the game. But they're also not, um, when they're off the court, they're not, they're not oblivious to what's going on. And so I love that uh, because that's always been the biggest fear of mine. Like when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling, um, for me, I was frustrated because it's like, okay, they're making this story. Like they're not even really talking about what's happening at the 49ers games. They're just talking about Colin Kaepernick. And so that's taken away from the rest of the guys on the roster or the love of football that a lot of fans and players have. You know what I'm saying? So I love how they're going about it. They're not – they're like, no, hey, when it's basketball time, it's basketball time. Off the court, we're going to fight for our country. We're going to fight for our community. We're going to fight for our people, and we're going to fight to make this a better nation. But when it's basketball time, they lock in. So you're not seeing a drop in play. And level of, of competitiveness, level of effectiveness, level of play from any of these athletes that are standing up for this and that are fighting these fights, you're not seeing it drop off. They're, they're, obviously, it's still in their hearts. It's still on their minds. And you'll see it like people put it on their shoes. It's on the back of jerseys, all these things. But at, the, at its core, basketball, they're still allowing basketball to be basketball. They're still allowing football to be football, right? And so I think that's been my main concern was like, man, I'm, I'm on the side of we need to, to change these things. We need to fight these things. At the same time, I don't want those things to leak into and ruin the actual games that we're watching, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And so I love and, that, man. I love it. Yeah. And I think them performing at a high level um, has actually amplified their voices 
um, because people still want to watch one, but two, you can't say somebody's doing poorly at their job and then do poorly at yours yeah. because you're just angry or or anything like that. And yeah. so that that I appreciate, and I also appreciate the support from not just the black people but the white people um, in the league and from the leagues themselves. Yeah, Roger Goodell, Adam Silver, whoever's in charge of tennis, these things. I, I for like Naomi Osaka uh, boycotted her match, uh, and Tennis World was was behind her and supported her. So I appreciate the support that these not only the players are giving to each other, mm-hmm. they're they're battling on the court, but they're coming together off the court. But also the um, the leaders of these leagues, the owners, the commissioners, these things, they are um, they are supporting these players yep. and i think that's really cool yeah so fans let us know do you agree with the protest do you not agree do you like what the what the what the players are doing mm-hmm. do you not like it just let us know hit us up direct messages on our instagram page at calling underscore all underscore fans let us know what you think yeah. let us know of any topics you would want us to talk about yeah man and, real quick last thing i'm gonna say for for those of our fans that are listening to this, that that maybe didn't grow up playing sports or you know have never experienced what a locker room feels like, you are getting a firsthand look at it. This is what a locker room feels like when you're in the locker room. So okay, I'm a I'm a mixed I'm a mixed individual. I'm half white, half Puerto Rican. My my co-host Anthony is black. And outside of the locker room, maybe me and him have our, would have our differences. But inside that locker room, when I look at him and he looks at me, we don't see a black man or a a mixed man we see this man goes to war with me every single day this is my brother we go to work together we're achieving a common cause a common goal and you guys are seeing that and it is being put right in front of you and that's what a locker room is and so man i just think it's incredible everything that they're doing i think is incredible but like at said if you disagree with it if you love it if you hate it let us know we we want to know um we want to know what you guys think, too. It's not all about us and what we think. What do you guys think? Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, fans. We'll see you on the next yep. episode. Hey, fans. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Calling All Fans podcast. We love you guys. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Remember, keep being fans, keep being biased, and we'll see you on the next episode.